This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. Best and brightest. So today, do you want to go ahead and try the fish? Do you? Really? Are you sure? Because today, I could tell you the fish is rotten, and not just in Denmark. This is the penultimate, probably, the near cumulation, the near cumulative final effect of what you get to do to anybody, uh, someone running for office, someone in entertainment, why they're different someone anywhere this is what you get to do to someone if you degrade 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 them every day then you see the jump from criticizing them to absolutely smearing them is a short jump so you can make it no one would have eight months ago said Donald Trump suggests or insinuates assassination of Hillary Clinton. But if you make him a nut day by day by day by day, you don't have to make a jump from here's a curious guy who's outperforming the polls and the expectations and then the next day he he's suggesting you assassinate hillary now you see you can't make that jump you can't go from square one to square 735 but if you degrade someone the cumulative effect of which is that you bring them degraded slandered libeled up to square 732, then you can make the jump from 732 to 735. And so the mainstream media has. Donald Trump, assassin! Excelsior. You are the best and brightest. I am Jay Severin. We deserve each other, no matter how you look at it. Critics can say that. And those of us admiring us can say that. We deserve each other. I say congratulations to me and to you. Here we are, and together we are the Blaze Radio Network. And as I have just said, one of the things said here that no one else will say or explain because they 
are afraid to or they don't understand it is what we just said for the record here. The ugliest, darkest, most injurious side of public life in any form is what the media will do to you. And so few people understand this. If you run for the school board, the local newspapers, contrary to your expectation and your family's, the local newspapers, I don't care if you live in Poughkeepsie or Manhattan, the local newspapers will not herald and laud your credentials. They will mention them in the first story, the first day. They will say, Rocky Jones, local activist with a long history of activism in favor of stronger parents' rights, etc. I'm making this up as I go along, except for the Rocky part. Uh you know, has declared his candidacy for local school board. That, that'll be story number one. In the Sunday paper, the reporters will have regarded it as their jobs as journalists <laughs> to have endeavored to find anything, anything. And if there isn't anything, they'll make it up. Find anything possible, negative, about you to put in the newspaper. So the first day will be Rocky declares candidacy for school board. Second paragraph will contain, you know, what what you've, uh, a capsule description of what you've done so far in your life that may be related to this position that you seek. Within 72 hours, the journalists, following what they believe to be the mandate of their job, will go comb criminal records, seek out every enemy you've ever had, and, again, I chose the name Rocky only out of honor for Sir Rocky of this show. But I don't mean it beyond this. I don't, I obviously do not mean it in attachment with anything real. So within 72 hours, the person who really has the mother or father who's devoted themselves their whole lives to better education for their kids locally, local reporters, and God help you if you live in a state capital where the reporters are practiced assassins, a word about which we'll speak more in a moment, and 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 of which this all lays the groundwork. Within two or three days, the reporters in the local and state media will have given you a private colonoscopy of which you are unaware. And in the most innocent of circumstances, 
in the Sunday paper, there will be a headline. New school board candidate, quote, liar, thief, end quote. And then the story will read, according to two people who have filed lawsuits against newly announced school board member Rocky Smith, claim in filings against him that he lied to them and cheated them in real estate deals. Quote, he is a liar, end quote, says Joe Schmo. He is a cheat, says Nancy Know-Nothing, end quote, according to the newspaper. They will find a parking ticket if everything in your background is clean as Caesar's wife, pure as Caesar's wife, as the driven snow. There will be a story in the Sunday paper saying newly uh, new school board candidate scofflaw. Headline, scoff law. And then somewhere in the story it will say, you paid a speeding ticket 10 days late. And the headline will be, scoff law. This is how the media operates. It is singularly bloodthirsty and relentless. And they would do this to a local, local Democrat. The same principles apply when you get higher up in the food chain, except then you win awards by going after Republicans, never Democrats. That's why it ain't journalism. It is right now and has been for some time and appears to be for the foreseeable future, Jahor. Nullism. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's. I mean, it's not going to sell your home. I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. On the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back, best and brightest. You, you who are members of our corollary uh, fraternity, which is on Twitter at J A Y, little underscore hickey, S E V E R I N. Those of you members of that uh, parallel universe fraternity. Uh, 
hear and see things that don't go on the air for a variety of reasons, some of which I had better at the moment not go into. But you may have noticed in recent hours that uh, I, by the power vested in me by absolutely nobody, are you kidding? No, by the power vested in me by you, I have in my mind this fraternity, this universe of people we do have together and that our thoughts and our beings mean something to each other. And I think fraternity or sorority is a good word. Although the hazing could certainly stand to be stepped up a few notches, in my view. Good hazings make for good good fraternity. Not fraternities, but fraternity. Anyway, so we have to get uh, Rocky working on the hazing committee uh, about this, and I'm sure he will appoint worthy lieutenants. But uh, in my delusional state, yes, I, I now see... I now look out and I see the best and brightest as part of a fraternity, which reaches obviously from coast to coast and elsewhere. And whatever our numbers, which, you know, compared to, say, Rush, you know, are tremendously modest. But our sentiment, our loyalties to each other, it seems to me, are real. And so it feeds my delusion that I, not on behalf of me, but channeling, I know there's a danger there because I can't count a vote from every one of you. So I have to assume certain things. And so I'm assuming based on my impressions, best I'm able to channel uh, the best and brightest and on behalf of same, I am issuing, and a lot of you will, will, will hope the next word is pardons. <laughs> and you know what? Based on the power vested in me by absolutely nobody, no, by you, I am going to issue pardons. But that's generally associated with uh, someone leaving the White House. And I, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm still here, but I don't feel it's premature to issue uh, baronies, to issue titles reflective of, it's been several years now that we've been together. And clearly, uh, I don't believe that everybody gets a medal. I welcome everyone to the show. And I think you know that sincerely. And that's a sincerely held belief. But uh, just like in real life, uh, well, no, in real life, everyone gets a medal. In this life, here, in our fraternity, not everybody gets a medal. The people who get a medal, which is special recognition, a title of some sort, baron, baronet, baroness, viscount, earl, you know, lady, lord, duke, uh, all of those things, uh, 
They all mean something, at least they used to. And I mean them to mean something when I, in behalf of all of us, take a gamble and say, you know, in behalf of all of us, I want to recognize certain people based on their history of tweet, their consistent history of excellent tweets that contributed to the show uh, or contribute to the show or and or on a history of consistent telephone calls that have consistently contributed or contribute to the show or both or whatever. Uh, I feel that I'm channeling our opinion when I say certain people deserve recognition. And since I have nothing of value outside our fraternity to give, what I give is recognition within our fraternity, by our fraternity, to the sisters and brothers of this fraternity of the best and brightest who I think deserve recognition. And so in the last couple of days, I have started, in your name, awarding those titles to a, a very, what will be a very small, a select group of people who have made themselves, who have distinguished themselves over the last, say, five years. And you know what? Some of them may have distinguished themselves only over the last five months. It's really the quality of the distinction not the volume, not the, not the length of time, not the volume of contribution, but the quality that really determines this. And I will add further that I am guided in this endeavor by the first to whom a title, on whom a title was conferred, and that would be uh, Duke Rocky. Sir Rocky, I'm guided largely by his recommendations in this. And those of you who have been named, uh, have been, will be named uh, via Twitter. And I say to you two things. Number one, a hearty congratulations on behalf of all of us who serve you. And the second thing is, I'm really sorry that I don't have land to confer along with the title. Because let's face it, you know, when you find out you're going to be uh, OJE, uh, Order of the J Empire, or really OBBE, the OBE is the Order of the British Empire, right? So let's make ours the OBBE or the OB Square E, which is the order of the best and brightest empire. I only wish that I could accompany with the esteemed honor of the title, the land rights that others in history with actual power, (laughs) with actual authority have been able to grant because let's face it, you know, you, 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 you will have the OBBE, uh, OBBJ, sorry. Uh, no, the OBBE all your life. But you won't have acreage and cows and goats and uh, 15th century stone cottage and outhouses 
that generally accompany those things. And I truly wish I could include those things. I, I, I can, uh, I can only do those things when I'm drinking. And the problem is they then evaporate the next morning. But so if you see that, uh, yes, I am delusional. And two, I am just doing it because after five years, I feel that I wanted all of us to see if certain people had made extraordinary contributions, are making extraordinary contributions to see them. There's no more nor less to it than that, though I'm not sure the men in the white coats will believe this. Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. Show. Best and brightest, Blaze Radio Network, 1 888 Yes, just think of them as our Oscars, okay? And I think, that, you know, uh, with apologies to anyone of that birth name, forgive me. Oscar is a fairly, you know, silly name. All names are great, but, you know, Oscar is not like, you know, it's not like unsilly, so I don't. I don't think the order of the B and B is that sillyful. Anyway, the to the phones in a second. Donald Trump has called for assassination. This is the PowerPoint presentation of the mainstream media today, everywhere. Now, I'm going to pretend, as every judicious person among us, i.e., all of us, must, I'm going to assume there are two sides of this. I'm going to present both. I happen to personally believe one more than the other, though I am not going to make an argument for or against my belief. I'm going to present both sides. Now, I am willing to cut a deal, though. If one of us is willing to argue one side, I will argue the other. I don't want to fight. We're not going to attack each other. It's just, I, We're just going to end it if it gets to that. I have no interest in, in, in trading insults. I have no in, no intention uh, of trading wits, especially because if you come here for a battle of wits, you know you arrive unarmed. <laughs> no, I mean I don't. I don't want to fight. I desperately want to argue, debate. If if someone would take one side, I will take the other. I don't care which side you take. I'm happy to take either side. The sides are Donald Trump is fairly accused of insinuating the assassination of Hillary Clinton. The other side is Donald Trump is unfairly, unjustly accused 
of same. Now, I, I could tell you which side I'd like to argue. I would like to argue, I would like to argue that Donald Trump is innocent. But I'm prepared to argue that Donald Trump is guilty. And if any of us, you, decide to call, you choose the side you want to argue. And you know what? It'll be up to the first person who calls with this asterisk. Asterisk. You must be capable. If in the first couple of moments, I think that you are not capable of making an argument, not because you disagree with me, just because if you don't have your shite together, if you ain't got your shite in one sock, right? If you're ready to go and you have, you, it doesn't, you don't need to be, you don't need any facts. You just need to make a square argument to me that you think he's either guilty or not guilty. I would prefer to defend him, but I'm prepared to be the prosecutor. If no one is feeling up to this, I'm prepared to give both sides. But that's the story of the day, and that's what we're damned well going to do. After we speak with Rich from White Plains, welcome. Oh, Jay, I, I will happily take uh, the side that you don't want to take, and, and, and I'll burn you. I like your attitude. Okay, would you like uh, me to begin? All right, your side is? Oh, that Trump is completely to blame for, for um, the perception of this being a, uh, a threat. <clears throat> State your case. Okay, if it was any other candidate, they would be given the benefit of the doubt. But let me give you a little bit of Trump's history, okay? Wait a second. And, you don't sound like a prosecutor. top of my head. Well, wait a second. You're arguing Trump guilty, right? Yeah. All right. Why would you start with any other candidate would be the given the benefit of the doubt? You don't sound much like a prosecutor. Well, would you say that any other candidate is exactly like Trump or even close to him with regard I'm to not speaking. I'm not speaking here other than I must speak as both judge and defense attorney. Uh, believe me, I'm capable of doing both. So I'm only asking you, uh, is the jury not already curious how it is you're prosecuting him for the worst possible, you're impugning to Trump the worst possible motives, i.e., he essentially said, you know, unless someone from the pro-gun crowd assassinates her, you're saying that's what he meant. It's just an odd way to start saying any other candidate would be given the benefit of the doubt. But go ahead. I don't think it's an odd way to start because I don't think All any right. other candidate even is even remotely close to resembling Trump in how they comport themselves and how they speak. And if you want to argue right. that, that's a futile. No, argument. no, lead us where you will. Lead us where you okay. will, counsel. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll give you. I will give you examples. Okay, of things that he has said and. No, done I stipulate. No, no, we don't have time for that. I stipulate. Every other candidate is treated differently than Trump. Uh, the people stipulate us to that. Go ahead. Okay, well, let's let's start with the Megyn Kelly bleeding comment, 
let's go to the denial. No, no, you're just you just ignored what I said. Rich, oh, you have God. to I'm you know, asking if, you, if you to make the straightforward make argument. argument your argument is Donald Trump insinuated and or encouraged assassination. Make that case. I'm going to make the case that because of his history, this is the way it's interpreted. All right, continue. Megyn Kelly bleeding, mocking the disabled journalist. He called his own guy, Ben Carson, pathological. His campaign manager, Corey Lewandowski, assaulted Michelle Fields. He says in the old days we would break protesters' legs. He offered to pay for legal fees for assaulting said uh, protesters. He linked Ted Cruz's father to the Kennedy assassination. He said the primaries were rigged against him when they were actually working for him. Um, his, his former campaign manager, Roger Stone, calling for people to knock on the doors of delegates at the convention to intimidate them. Trump himself saying there will be violence at the convention. Trump embracing the endorsements of Bobby Knight and Mike Tyson, a coach who was thrown out for choking a player and a convicted rapist. Okay, that's off the top of my head, Jay. You take it. All right. I well said. And I take it. I'm sorry. I don't mean to sound stupid. I just want to, you know, lay this all out. I take it that you cite these things in support of your basic contention, which is that when a statement is subject to interpretation, maybe, that he does not, that Donald Trump, based on the history of his statements, does not deserve the benefit of the doubt, because if it's the the bad one or the good one, his history pretty much predetermines that the fair interpretation is the bad interpretation. Basically. That's, that, that's it. Okay, let me respond. Uh, and and you'll, you'll have another chance. Uh, my response is that I stipulate to everything you've just said. Thank you. It really depends on does it not, whether we as a people are willing to actually believe, actually subscribe in that thing, like our judicial system, to which we pay homage. And that is that someone is innocent until proven guilty. And much in the spirit of a reason why, in many cases, a defendant's previous criminal arrest record should one exist is excluded from testimony is so that the jury, the court, is not prejudiced. So that the court does not say, well, look at this scumbag. Look at this. Look at this sheet. Look at this arrest record. Look at this rap record. You know, this guy has been breaking the law all his life. And now look at this. And though there may be an element of doubt, I'm certainly not going to give that element of doubt to this guy based on his record. Well, we don't do that. What we do is insist that everybody be judged on the circumstances 
of current extant evidence, evidence admitted to the court, real evidence. And we're not allowed to make judgments. As you know, we're not allowed by law and and, and, and proceedings uh, are overturned based on people, juries making decisions based on things other than the law. And so we, we try to say you must take each statement naked as it exists and determine within the context of the moment, not within the context of previous statements of this defendant. But right now, today, if you said it, if I said it, Rich, what, what, what's fair to judge here? All right, I must take a break. Rich from White Plains is the prosecuting uh, person. I am the defending person. And the question is, is Donald Trump fairly accused today of having insinuated or even more strongly stated that he believes Hillary Clinton could be, ought to be, etc., assassinated. I love it. I love Rich for doing it. I love you. We'll be right back. This is Jay Febron on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jay Severin Show. Best and brightest, I am enjoying this as much as anything I have ever done on the radio. The question before the court of best and brightest is this. Donald Trump said yesterday in a speech, Hillary Clinton could be president. He, she could pick her judges. She's trying to take away the Second Amendment. And if she gets her judges, then there's nothing you can do. Oh, well, maybe the Second Amendment people could do something, but who knows? That was quickly interpreted and broadcast by certain parties as the insinuation that violence, i.e. assassination, against Hillary Clinton was something that Donald Trump thought about and thought wouldn't be a bad idea. That's that's how I read it. Uh, that read the charge. That is, others of us believe that Donald Trump uh, didn't mean that. He's being uh, falsely, unfairly accused because he's such a big target. Rich from White Plains, you're back with us, sir. Okay, Jay. I greatly, I greatly honor and esteem and am grateful for your willingness to do this. Rich from White Plains has chosen the card. Uh, I did not choose it. I said I would argue either side. Rich has chosen the card of prosecutor, and that is that reasonable men and women acting prudently will judge Trump as being guilty of implying assassination. I've drawn the card that Trump is not. Now, I'm going to respond now and invite Rich to hold over if he is able and he wishes, because uh, this is important. I love it, and uh, it's splendid as far as I'm concerned, and important. And if Rich will hold, we will continue this into the next hour. This is my response, because then we need to hear from Rich. 
Uh, Rich, Donald Trump, first and foremost, I argue, we must divorce everything else Trump has ever said. We must exclude from evidence everything else Trump has ever said in order to render him a fair judgment here. Just like everybody else in every court of law, we don't get to try him on other crimes he may have committed years ago. In this case, other statements he may have made. So what we need to do is, in my view, Rich, isolate this single statement so that it exists in the minds of the best and brightest, and you and me, so that it exists in a vacuum, unattached to, unprejudiced by, any other statements Trump has ever made. And we need to take that statement naked, alone, by itself, and say, when Trump said, well, we can't do anything about it, unless, of course, the Second Amendment people do something about it. Well, I think what he meant was... My argument is he meant the National Rifle Association. He meant the best, potent, well-organized political opposition in the world, the NRA. He didn't mean assassination. Rich responds next. The Jay Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Best of brightest, I can only hope that you are enjoying this as much as I. And if not, that you will indulge me as a favor, something that I enjoy so terribly much. We are arguing. Rich from White Plains is arguing. He's making an argument. I am making an argument. We are arguing over whether it is fair and right and just that Donald Trump ought to be thought guilty of calling for violence against Hillary Clinton with his statement yesterday. His statement being, well, you know, if Hillary gets elected, disaster, she gets to pick her judges, nothing we can do about it. Well, of course, maybe the Second Amendment people could do something about that, dot, dot, dot. Was that a threat of violence indeed, of assassination? Or was that an allusion to the political power of the NRA, the potency of their political organization? What follows is our continuation and consideration of that question here, Veritas. Best and brightest, welcome back. I am Jay Severin. You are the best and brightest. We have uh, uh, the uh, the honor here of a very special uh, witness uh, who is really a prosecutor, 
in terms of our best and brightest court, Rich from White Plains. Rich, you're still there? Yeah, yeah I'm still. I'm not an attorney, Rich, but I play one on TV. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You certainly are playing one on the radio. And you know what? It does citizenship its highest tribute that you are, because neither am I. This, that, that's what, this is what we ought to do as citizens, is not fight but argue. You're doing splendidly if you don't regard that as a patronizing remark. And, no. Rich, you will have an opportunity in a moment to fully uh, respond, uh, and not just once. But let me say this. Uh, folks, we we're arguing, as uh, stated a moment ago, when Trump said, you know, unless the Second Amendment people do something about this, what, was he insinuating violence or not? Rich says he was, and, and, and Rich will tell us if he believes I'm misstating his position when I say Rich suggests that the history of Trump's remarks, of his impertinence, of his intemperance, uh, of his acting like a crazy man, all of which I stipulate, uh, lends weight to the argument that he did mean something awful by this. My most important argument right now, at this moment, is a procedural one. And I'm going to ask Rich, in the spirit of fairness, I'm going to ask Rich to step into the role of the bench for the moment. Yes, to be the judge. And I'm going to say, Rich, my entire case, the case I've been given anyway, <laughs> my entire case relies on, on this, as you know, that... What we are all considering here is the question of whether this single statement in a vacuum, as though Donald Trump fell out of the peapod last night, as though we don't know of any other statement or we don't know anything about Donald Trump, we never heard of him until yesterday, and he said this. My argument is our reasonable rules i.e. our law, demands of us that we give every defendant that chance, that we say, this court will not be prejudiced by things you have done in the past, however egregious, that we will not prejudice your case, that we will, we will exclude from evidence anything you've done before, and we will judge based on this alone, on the fact itself, now, again, in fairness and, and in, in all naive fairness, Rich, I hand to you this judgment. Do you, do you, you judge? Is it fair in your view that this, our debate, continue on that basis? Are you willing to exclude from evidence everything but the statement itself? Uh, Jay, you're misrepresenting my position. Uh, I'm not stating your position. I'm only yeah, begging you said mine. That I'm arguing Trump's intent, and I'm not. Uh, uh, all right, we'll get we'll get to that. I promise. In a second, may well, I ask if, you if to you rule? Would let me say something. You know, uh, I could make a point. Go. Well, you're you're arguing, and you're making the whole argument based on what Trump intended. That's not my argument. First of no, all, no, I'm not. In, no, I'm not. You don't know. You don't know what I'm intending. You don't know. You do not know. No, you cannot say. You cannot. I would not do this to you. You cannot sit here and say, Jay, you're intending to do X. You're not a swami. You don't know what I'm intending to argue. I just told you what I'm arguing. 
I am in the you present tense rich, arguing. No, I am in the present tense arguing. I am in the present tense arguing that we must proceed based on the understanding that either Trump's previous historic statements are part of this or they are not. I'm arguing the reasonable perception from those of us who heard what Trump said based on his many previous malicious statements and acts which Bingo. I enumerated earlier. Are his previous malicious statements evidentiary or not? We are not in a court of law campaign rhetoric. Yes, we are. Yes, to the degree that we can replicate it, and we are in a court of reason. In that we are domain, in a court of reason. Perceptions are based on prior bad acts. With that said, in the judicial system, when it comes time for sentencing, a person's prior record is considered. We are not at sentencing. You presume way too much, my friend. We're not at sentencing stage yet. We're at the argument stage. And my argument, now I'm not a lawyer, you're not a lawyer. The argument in the court of reason here, before the best and brightest is, shall we proceed on the basis that Trump's, what you call previous malicious statements, be in evidence as part of this judgment? Or does he deserve the vacuum of this one statement by which to be judged? Well, if we don't consider a person's prior acts, what do we say about people like Anthony Weiner, Rob Blagojevich, Dan Rather, Brian Williams, okay? They are all non-entities now because of what they did, and they didn't even go to a court of law, Jay. Okay? Uh, editorial taken. My question to you is, I'm offering you the position as a sportsman, you make the judgment. Do we proceed on the basis that Trump gets the benefit of the doubt that this occasion ought to be judged in its singularity? Or are you insisting that this be judged as part of a, a history of other statements? The latter. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, again, I'm not going to... I, I would love to. I wish we had the time and the interest level. I would love to contest that ruling. I'm not going to. <laughs> Having offered it to you, I stand by it. You, you have said this case is now a case based on the entirety of Trump's statements, not just yesterday... But yesterday must be judged in light of all of the other intemperate things, and I agree openly that he has made uh, uh, intemperate statements. None of them having to do with assassination, by the way, but again, having offered well, you the, the, the chance to rule, you the are Kennedy ruled. Well, let's, let's not bring the Kennedy. Rich, you've done so well. Let's not. Come on. You know, I can I can't get Thorazine over there to you quick enough if you're going to bring in the Kennedy assassination. Oh, uh, okay. You know, now, now that was, let's not make this argument did, did encompass mentis. Crack, Jay. Okay. Are we going to go to Trump's level now? Should I should I bring in my team of fifth graders and um, you know make up some names for you? Rich, if you start arguing the JFK assassination in the middle of what was going so well. As I didn't. Trump an did. argument, a debate. I didn't. Trump did. 
What has it to do with his comment yesterday? Rich, thanks for the call. Thanks for the try. You did well initially, and then you fell on your ass, but thank you for trying. The Jay Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Best and brightest, we are seeking an on-air prosecutor, uh, an arguer, a debater, one 3393 I think Rich started strong. I think Rich did his best. In the end, I think Rich imploded under the pressure. But in any case, he went batshite. And I said at the beginning, this is not going to disintegrate uh, into a fight. An argument? Yes. A debate? Yes. An argument? No. Now, the fact is, I have been fairly sticking to all the rules of debate, which rules I know. Uh, and I've been sticking to all of them. And I've been more than liberal in, like, like my entire case, which I was handed. I didn't choose. We're debating whether Trump's statement yesterday, you know, Hillary will be president unless the Second Amendment people do something about it. Was that an insinuation of violence? Was that a call? Was that a like a dog whistle call for an assassination? The entire mainstream media is reporting that it was. What's your opinion? I thought it would serve us to have that discussion today. I'm not telling you which hand I would like to have drawn. I opened the show and said, I'll take either side. Whoever calls first to takes the other side, I'll take the other side. Rich called the prosecute. I think Rich did his best. And that's about as much as I can say. My case that I was handed, not the one I asked for, the case I was handed as a public defender, if you will, is the case that Trump did not mean assassination. And you cannot reach a reasonable conclusion as to that matter unless you make this procedural judgment. Ready? Are we allowed to consider all of the other statements Trump has made? Or is fairness dictated by considering just this statement. If, if Joe Doe, you know, walked in front of a camera and said exactly what Trump said yesterday, would Joe Doe be accused of suggesting an assassination of Hillary Clinton? Or do the people who say, well, there goes Trump again, He's suggesting we assassinate Hillary. Is that based on the fact that you know Trump 
you know his propensity for intemperate remarks. And so in that context, we naturally, reasonable men and women naturally say, well, you know, the guy's a effing nut. Of course he meant it the wrong way. Well, you know what? I didn't ask for this hand. I didn't ask for this case. I was handed it. And so long as I'm handed it, I'm going to debate it and defend whatever side I have the best I'm able. And that starts with a ruling that says, should Trump's prior comments be used to adjudge these comments? And Rich was wrong. I gave Rich the opportunity to make a ruling. He did. It's a rever- what they call in law a reversible error. If this had been a court of law and we proceeded on the fact that we continued to try Trump and all of the evidence was all of the stupid things he said for the last 15 years, he'd get convicted, he'd get sentenced, I'd go into an appellate court and have him free in 10 minutes. Because you can't. We don't do that. You, you cannot judge someone... If if they're out free and an American citizen, even if they have done things in the past, you are not allowed to try them, judge them on things they have done in the past and of which they have been found innocent. Or, to be precise, not guilty. If you are found not guilty, you are not guilty. Americans do not put people on trial in a court of law or in a court of public opinion, which is us. You do not put people on trial in a court of public opinion and enter as evidence all the things they did before, which you don't like or you think are wrong or intemperate or stupid, and then try to get a verdict of guilty because of the things he did before. No, it's not how it works. If you want to be fair, if you want to be American, if you want to honor our system, doesn't matter whether we're lawyers. This is so much more fun because we're not. This is our court. And we try our best to do honor to the spirit, if not the letter, of the law. And we say in this, our court of public opinion, how will we judge Donald Trump? Based on all of the things we know about him forever? Or on the statement he made yesterday? And clearly the only jurisprudential American fair thing is that you judge him based on what he said yesterday, nothing before, nothing after. And therefore, my argument that you need to exclude from consideration everything you know about Donald Trump except the statement he made yesterday is the true and right position. The American jurisprudential position that is small l law that is uppercase l law that is american that is what we do that is what we do we do that because we're americans we do it because our system of justice is derivative of english common law and in english common law when a guy was in court accused of poaching sheeps we didn't say uh, Malad, Malad, ladies, Malad, we're here to prosecute uh, John Smythe uh, because he's a long record, the bastard, of poaching sheep from his neighbors. No, no, that's not why you're in court. 
You're in court because, ladies, Malad, ladies, we're here to present evidence that John Smythe poached sheep yesterday. Yesterday. We don't need to know. We're not allowed to know or to consider whether he's accused because every time he walked free, we, we, he was not guilty. We're not allowed to judge him because of the weakness of our case here today. We can't use to strengthen a weak case the things on which we failed to indict him in years past. We, John Smythe must stand on the charge now, here, today, that he poached sheep yesterday. If you can't show that he poached sheep yesterday, the fact that he was accused and found not guilty of poaching sheep last year doesn't mean shite. In fact, it doesn't mean sheep shite. It doesn't mean holy cow chip. It doesn't have meaning. And that was my argument to Rich. And that is my argument to you. Trump must be judged based on his statement yesterday. Now, that ends my quasi-legal argument and debate. In a moment, and I did my best to defend a case, as I say, I was handed. It's not, it's not the side I would have chosen. P.S. What I really think about Trump and what he said is next. Jay Severin. Excelsior. The Blaze Radio Network. Best and brightest, thank you. And if you're still here, thank you especially. This is not everyone's cup of tea. It's mine. I've enjoyed this as much as any show with you of which I've ever been a part. I love arguing. I don't like fighting. I'm capable of it, but I don't like it. I love, love making an argument. I love hearing someone else's argument. I love the robust competition of arguing, of debating. And I do compliment Rich for his efforts. I just think he got it wrong. Now, as I promised, let me tell you what I really think. I didn't choose to argue Trump's side. I told you right at the beginning of the show, I'll argue which first one who calls and wants to argue and seems capable, I'll take the other side. I did. I really don't want to defend in this. I'd like to prosecute. But that notwithstanding, I believe, I truly believe what I've just argued. And that is you do not prosecute a cattle rustler based on charges a year or five or ten old on which he was found not guilty or even on which he was found guilty. 
That is not how Americans operate. What we do in fairness and without prejudice is that we bring people into a court and we say, the people accuse you of X. The people will proffer evidence to the effect that you, beyond a reasonable doubt, committed X as charged. And the people in making said case will not bring up the fact that you are an illegitimate child or that you were busted for smoking marijuana when you were 17, because we don't do that. What we do is isolate the charge and we judge a jury of peers or a judge, depending on whether it's a bench or jury trial, determines whether the law has been violated and violated by you and whether the evidence making such claim is valid and voluminous such that it sustains a verdict of guilty. You are not put on trial for who you have been your whole life. You are put on trial in America for what you just did, I don't know, yesterday or last week or whatever it is, you know, in terms of the charge being brought. I agree that Donald Trump, I believe, sorry, I believe that Donald Trump deserves, in theory, deserves to be judged on his statement yesterday alone. Not because we say, well, based on all the other things Donald Trump has said, that colors what I think of Donald Trump and it it colors my judgment about yesterday. So, you know, here's my opinion. In in righteous theory, that's not what matters. What matters is whether we can isolate a single incident and say, irrespective of anything else, you know, he's guilty of this or he's not guilty of this. Having said that, I was begging, praying that the first capable person who called wanted to defend Trump. I wanted to prosecute because even though I believe everything I've just said, I also believe there is ample room for prosecution here. And I believe that what Donald Trump said yesterday is reasonably interpreted by, and the standard we use and have always used, is a reasonable man acting prudently. Would a reasonable man acting prudently adjudge Trump's comments yesterday to be a, a, a suggestion of assassination? And you know what the answer is? The answer is no. The honest answer is no. What Trump said yesterday was not an assassination uh, call or an incitement to violence. Absolutely it was not. Standing alone, as it must, 
taking it alone as we must, was Donald Trump saying yesterday, well, you know, Hillary, if he gets, she gets bigger judges, uh, but maybe she won't. Maybe the Second Amendment people will do something about that. The argument that I could but won't make, the one I was hoping to make, that a reasonable man or woman acting prudently would immediately assess Trump's comment in the context of the power and political influence, the unmatched, unrivaled political influence of the NRA and of average Americans who believe in all of the amendments, including the second one, when he said, well, unless, you know, we can't do anything about this unless, of course, the Second Amendment people decide to, meaning when they organize as they have, as they do, as they will, no one can stop the NRA because they've got so many million members who feel so strongly about the amendments, principally the second one. And when Trump said, you know, unless the Second Amendment people get involved, again, is it conceivably conceivably possible that what he was saying with a dog whistle is assassination? Yeah, I suppose it's conceivably possible. But what does a reasonable man or woman acting prudently without prejudice, how do they judge that statement? They judge it by saying Trump meant the fact that no one Fs with the Second Amendment people because they are so potent, so well-financed, so well-funded, so well-organized, so strong as a political organization that, you know, yeah, Hillary will pick judges. She'll be president and pick judges unless, of course, the Second Amendment people, dot, dot, dot. Is it possible? Is it, is it, is it conceivable to make a case out of that statement that he was calling for assassination? I suppose it's conceivable, but a reasonable man or woman acting prudently faced with the choice of he was calling for Hillary's assassination versus he was saying, you know, the NRA, Second Amendment people are so well organized, feel so strongly, yada, yada, yada. Which does a reasonable person acting prudently choose of those two? There's his defense. There's his defense. Now, would you like to know what I really think? What I really think is what I've just said. I don't think he could be or ought to be under any reasonable circumstance held uh, responsible, indictable, guilty for what he said yesterday. But here is the key. Here is the conundrum. Here is the dilemma of modern law and life. I can't extract from Donald Trump everything I know about him. I can't extract from Donald Trump everything he's ever said, and neither can you. And if you 
follow the Puritan kosher provisions of jurisprudence and you say, I'm just going to judge his statement on this statement alone with influence from nothing else. Yeah, you're going to say, you know, not guilty. He, it's You know, he didn't say anything. He didn't say anything people don't say every day. You know, he's certainly not guilty of any crime. But the real life matter is, okay, he's he's not guilty. He's not guilty. So as a legal matter, this is over. In the court of our public opinion, this is over. Over. And now if you want to know what I really think as a voter, the legal question may be settled. But having heard Trump say that, knowing what I know about Donald Trump, knowing what I know that cannot be erased from my memory, knowing all of the political statements he's made before, do I think he meant assassination? Absolutely not. But do I think it's possible? Do I think, more importantly, and to the question, that this was evidence of a man with the temperance of someone who ought never have the nuclear codes in his pocket. Yeah, I do believe that. As a matter of law and fairness and American jurisprudence, which is not a legal term. Jurisprudence, look it up. Jurisprudence, it's applied fairness. It's applied fairness. Yeah, Trump can only be judged on what he said yesterday. But none of us were born yesterday. Was born yesterday, were we? And so when you take, as inevitably you will, as inevitably you must, when you take into account things Donald Trump says and weigh them against what he has said in the past, I personally believe you come up with a person that does not have the temperance to be president of the United States. And that's the case I wish I had gotten to argue at the start of today's show. Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. It's the Jay Severin Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Best and brightest, we have not only a partner, but a uh, honored partner. As you know, I've been conferring by the power vested in me by absolutely nobody. No, by the power vested in me by you, uh, certain uh, lord and ladyships to people in recognition of their contributions to the show. Uh, one of them certainly is uh, Lady Jenny, and she is on the phone, and had I known that, I would have gotten to her sooner. Lady Jen. Hi. Hey. I'd like to 
bring forth a different case than we've been arguing. Sure. Your ladyship, it is my pleasure to hear it. First, I'd like to take the case to an Amish community in North Carolina. All right. Because of the public life that Donald Trump has lived for the past 50 years, it would only be fair for your case if it's held somewhere where they don't know anything about him. Great, great point. And indeed, Um, we do that every day, right? Defense attorneys do that every day. It's called a change of venue. Yes. The charges I want to bring are criminal negligence, not incitement and not conspiracy to commit assassination. All right, here's a conundrum we share. Uh, your ladyship. We have a minute 40 max. I can be fast. Well, all right, try. I just don't want to cheat you. I want you to call tomorrow earlier, but go ahead. Um, I want to take the state that he made the comment. That is where the other incitement of violence charges were brought in March. So he, there had been previous warning of the type of audience he held. So you're suggesting there's a history of violent insinuation by Trump? In this particular state, he had been held um, briefly. uh, They wanted to prosecute criminal negligence. That's when we had um, the professor uh, Dershowitz on, and he said that it was not legally... Um, incitement. What, what but was I did not? want to say that this, uh, that his former charges have all pay legal fees. All right, uh, uh, Jen, we, we're down to less yeah. than thirty seconds, and it, I take responsibility for this. Had I known you were on, I would have arranged to get you on sooner. I, uh, my mistake. I didn't know. Please call tomorrow or next. You can as early in the show as you are able. I want to hear your case. Thank you, your ladyship. Best and brightest tomorrow. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network.